0: Good evening, and welcome to our broadcast again. We're broadcasting this evening from the common at of Vladimir Seminary in uh, Scarsdale, New York. And I wanted to answer a question that had been posed about redemption and ransom, and why there's such radically different understandings about it between East and West. And one of the reasons is because in general, uh, the theology of the West beginning with the early Middle Ages, developed on the basis of Roman civil law. And the vocabulary for theologizing was the rationalism of Aristotle and the dialectic of the law courts. Consequently, uh, the matter of redemption and ransom were understood literally in terms of civil law. And, The problem is that redemption and ransom, as they're used in the scripture, are descriptive words and not concrete uh, expressions. But to understand ransom, first of all, we have to understand that one is ransomed from someone who holds you in bondage. And Apostle Paul tells us from whom we were ransomed. But let's look at redemption first. The Old Testament laws of redemption tell us a great deal about our salvation. You remember that in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew scripture, the land actually belonged to God and people held it in trust. But originally the land was distributed in such a way that every family, every clan, had sufficient land to support itself. Now if that land was alienated from your father's house and you were the firstborn son or you had the title of firstborn, because the title of firstborn is the same as the title of, of redeemer, you are obligated to redeem that land back to the father's house every seven, on the seventh year by, by paying whatever was owed. For example, if the land had been mortgaged or if it was alienated from the father's house because of a debt. On the seventh year, you could redeem that land back by paying the debt. In the jubilee year, every 50th year, You could redeem that land back to the Father's house simply on demand. So your obligation was to redeem back to the Father's house that which had been alienated from it, in this case, uh, property. Well, what is alienated from our Father's house, of course, is mankind. We are alienated from the Father's house sold under sin. So our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came to redeem back to the Father's house that which had been alienated from it, namely us. And from whom did he redeem us except the one who held us in bondage? And Apostle Paul tells us in his letter to the Hebrews that through fear of death, man was all his lifetime held in bondage by him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Consequently, we were redeemed back from the fear of death and therefore from the power of Satan and what ransom was paid to redeem us back was Jesus Christ himself. So if we understand ransom in terms of civil law, we understand something with a value which is paid to someone who holds us in bondage to redeem us out of that bondage. Uh, So we use the term that we were ransomed or bought at a great price, purchased from Satan, And how were we purchased from Satan? Well, let's put aside the mercantile terminology for a moment and say that we're redeemed from bondage by being redeemed from the power of the fear of death because that is what Satan used to hold us in bondage. So when our Lord Jesus Christ conquered the power of death for us, we were set free, liberated from bondage to the power of death. And then... Satan had no longer that particular power over us. So redemption, ransom, really we're speaking about the power of death, the fear of death that Satan uses as a form of bondage to hold us in alienation from the Father's house. And we have to understand these terms in spiritual terminology, not in the concepts of civil law and not from the rationalism of Aristotle because these terms have nothing whatsoever to do with earthly law. And when we try to interpret them in terms of earthly law, we're going to create an idolatry. And the idolatry is going to be our vision and understanding of God himself. And we're going to understand God in similar ways to the way that Moloch and Baal were understood as gods who could not be sated or satisfied until they had living human sacrifices offered to them. And this is the idolatry that comes from the Western doctrine of atonement and the Western understanding of ransom and redemption. It's true that we're also liberated or ransomed from bondage to the law, but that's a subject we'll have to discuss a little bit later. Because if we were in bondage to the law and in need of being ransomed from it, then why did God give it to us in the first place? In order to alienate us from his house? Or in order to teach us that we are alienated and that we're in need of ransom and redemption? So we'll take up that discussion in our next broadcast. And uh, thank you for joining us this evening. And we'll try to complete one or two more broadcasts here at St. Vladimir's Seminary. And I want to repeat uh, a couple of things that we discussed earlier because questions have arisen again. So please join us for the next two or three broadcasts from St. Vladimir's Seminary, and we'll take up questions that you've submitted before we go on with what I was going to say as an introduction to the Orthodox faith. Thank you, and God bless you. Now, since we've been cut off a few times before we finished talking, um, I'm going to continue speaking a little while and uh, so that if we're cut off it won't be a part of, of what we were discussing this evening. I want to remind you of the story of uh, helio the great Pharisee Rabbim, which was told I think by Akiba. Heliel relates that at one time a young student had come and asked him Rabboni, why is it that the Holy One, blessed be He, when He gave us the Shema, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God, that why did He tell us to let it rest upon our heart and not to let it rest in our heart? And after a long silence, Heliel answered and said, because letting it rest on our heart is the best that we humans can do. We let it rest on our heart and when at last our heart becomes broken and it's opened, then it can fall into our heart and we can grasp the fullness of its meaning. And I want to say that we should look at the Ten Commandments in exactly the same way. The Ten Commandments can rest on our heart as a heavy burden sometimes. We can fulfill it simply because it's the law and that's a good basis to begin with. And yet when we fulfill it because it's the law and from fear of punishment, We're fulfilling it for egotistic, self-centered reasons. It's really self-serving to avoid punishment. So the Ten Commandments can rest upon our heart. And when finally we realize the fullness of our alienation from God, and our heart becomes broken in repentance because of our alienation, the Ten Commandments can fall into our heart and take root by the grace of the Holy Spirit. And at last we can understand that the Ten Commandments cannot be fulfilled from fear, but only from love. And we'll take that up in our next broadcast.